0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, what a weekend. Game one for men's basketball, elimination NCAA soccer, and a football blackout.
1: BYU football all-access with Bronco Home. Missouri makes next year's schedule awfully good, but wait, is there more?
0: Plus, senior night for the greatest female athlete in BYU history, Jen Hampson, in studio to preview it. Let's go. This
2: is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: All my homies are here on the west side, live looking at the Marriott Center. For those watching on BYU TV, Long Beach State in the house. BYU basketball opens the season tonight. BYU Sports Nation is on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, November
1: 14th. I'm pumped. I'm really excited about this weekend. There's a lot going on in BOA Sports Nation. Obviously, Men's Hoops opens the season tonight. 7 Eastern right here on BYU TV and BOA Radio. Doubleheader with men, women's volleyball tonight. Football tomorrow. Women's soccer uh, tomorrow in the NCAA tournament. Cross country in the NCAA regionals today. Swimming and diving are doing something as well. Is there well.
0: anything not happening? <laughs> <laughs> is racquet sport not playing. I don't know if
1: my racquetball team is competing or not, but I, I don't know. It's an exciting week. It's an exciting week. All uh, leveraged by what happened yesterday, too. The excitement of Missouri. And some comments that came out of that. We'll address that a little bit later. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. My name is who?
0: My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Rugby Helmet Proponent.
1: Jerem Jordan. No, no, no. Don't wear rugby helmets. Helmets in <laughs> rugby? No. No helmets in football. Then they wouldn't target each other.
0: Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag
1: BYUSN. Start it off with today's Twitter question. What's your bold prediction for this BYU sports weekend? I, I haven't thought of mine. You left, oh, out, the huge word. You left out the word huge. It is, it is huge. <laughs> I just say huge in caps is too much.
0: <laughs> you, or just say Huge. Huge, huge
1: BYU sports weekend. I don't know what my bold prediction is. What's yours? You have one?
0: I'm going to think about it. Okay. I honestly haven't
1: thought about it. Thanks for that. Use the the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, Hey.
0: at CrazyCookFanatic says you get a win, and you get a win. And you get a win. Every team wins this weekend. Okay. All 14. Is it Oprah
3: handing
1: out, and you get a win, and you get a win, and you get a win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo, everyone gets a win. It's going to be that type of weekend. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. Just do it. It's time for What's Trending.
1: What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic
0: one. Strength of schedule. Next year's BYU football schedule includes the following cupcakes. Nebraska, <laughs> Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Missouri, East Carolina, Cincinnati, and Utah State. Is it too much? We present that question
1: today. BYU fans are like, hey, we want a Power 5 schedule. We want a conference. I don't know that any BYU fans have said we want a Power 5 schedule. I'm afraid of a Power 5 schedule. I don't know that BYU is ready for that. BYU is not designated as a P5
0: team, at least according to two conferences. Wait, what? But they now have... A Power Five caliber schedule. Yes, and that brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five BYU's 2015 schedule has five teams who have been ranked this season. <laughs> not our ranked, but have been at some point this season. Wow. Nebra- Mich- Michigan see. is not one of those teams. Yeah. So, so who are they again? Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Missouri, Missouri East Carolina. Wow. Those are the five. Pretty good. I'm telling you, pretty what. good.
0: Missouri's athletic director, going back to the BYU is not a power five team, took the contrary side yesterday. He has a name, and it's Mike Alden. Mike Alden said the following. Okay, who's a team that might be outside of those five conferences that we think, based on rankings, strength of schedule, records, national, BYU is the one that fits the bill. He would go on to say, I believe they are a power
1: five Team. Now that's interesting. And I've made and we've made a lot of noise from that, right, during the summer. It's more significant when an AD from the SEC says that. And it's Missouri. That's not Vanderbilt or Kentucky. I think that's notable. I think that's a nice pat on the back for BYU. But all that's nice un- unless BYU actually gets invited to a P5 conference. And that conference would be the Big 12 at some point in the future. We'll see. That's a bigger conversation, but that's validating in a way that an SECAD says that. So while that's great
0: and all, there is still this question of, is there something else that's going to happen to the 2015 schedule? And we bring that up because of things that we read in the Columbia Tribune and things that we heard from Bronco Mendenhall. We'll start with Brian Maggard in the Tribune from Columbia.
1: That's which, where I go for my Missouri news.
0: Oh, exactly. For BYU to free up a spot for us, they had to find a substitute game for UNLV. That's the game they adjusted. We, Missouri, had to find a substitute for UNLV. In essence, an existing team on BYU schedule will agree to go play UNLV. Rumor
1: has it that's Idaho State.
0: That left a void for BYU schedule. So they have us, Missouri, plus a void.
1: Oh, so another game. Then we
0: had to work on trying to find another opponent to come in and play at Provo next in,
1: year. Very, very interesting. Uh, BYU has another game in the 2015 sk- schedule that's going to be announced at some point, some switch. That's what that says to me. I talked to Bronco Mendenhall yesterday, and then he added this.
4: It, it's just the next step when when the entire schedule is announced. Um, it will be the most dynamic and most difficult um, schedule that BYU's ever taken on from beginning to end. And um, that's our intent.
0: You can hear the rest of that conversation with Bronco Mendenhall coming up on BYU Sports Nation in about 25,
1: 30 minutes. Why didn't he say it is? Why did he say when? To me, that's a, that's a second sign of, hey, wait a minute, there's going to be some kind of shakeup.
0: Is it not already it the is. most dynamic, difficult schedule With regardless of who they schedule? Nebraska,
1: Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Connecticut, East Carolina, Cincinnati, Idaho State as of now, San Jose State, Missouri, Fresno State, Utah State. That's a fantastic schedule. I've heard I've heard some fans uh, from that team up north go, what's hard about that? Guess what? The Pac-12 schedule is not even close. It's way tougher. It's way tougher. BYU will never play a Pac-12 kind of schedule. That's ridiculous, and it's yielded two consecutive losing seasons for Utah. This year it changed. That's as good a schedule as BYU can put together. There are only it's two amazing. or
0: three meh, teams in the Pac-12. Colorado. Yeah.
1: This schedule is awesome for State. BYU. I know Michigan's not the same. Guess what? Utah. Utah had Michigan on their schedule, too. It happens. That's a great schedule. And if there's one more notable team on there, is that too much? I think it's too much. It's going to be hard enough to, to win that. We're talking about a 5-4 and four BYU team right now who has been injury-riddled. Several of those players uh, who have been injured are going to be gone next year due to graduation. That's tough. Maybe too tough. Like if BYU goes 9-3 and three in the regular season, overachieving with that schedule. 8-4 and four, probably on par. BYU could win more, sure. Maybe they put the magic together. This year was not as tough as next year, and this year has been a struggle due to injury. Get healthy, so, stay so healthy. So just hold the horses on what you actually do, but I like the schedule. You want an attractive schedule. Obviously, you got to go play those games and win those games. BYU's not going undefeated with that schedule? That's tough, man. Some people are questioning, are they going to get bowl eligible with that schedule? I mean, if there's injuries like this year yeah there's a chance you don't. whatever. We worry about that later. It's too tough if you add another notable team. I know we did, but- we did look at LSU and Alabama's open <sighs> dates. is this, that this Is this morning. where it becomes like
0: too <laughs> too much of a good thing is not good? You know, yeah. too many good teams is not a good thing.
1: What a what – pro- this is – wait, is this BYU? We're complaining about this? Hold on. Wait, wait. there are too many good teams on the schedule. That's just – if BYU wants to be in a pack – or pack – in a P5 conference, that's a good stinking preview of what it'd be like. It's hard not to want, like, to wonder, like, who, who else could it be? I know.
0: And, and it's exciting.
1: Typically, the schedule has been announced in February. So we've got a ways. And, and things happen. Like, whether whether there's a game or not, things happen. Last minute, shifts, whatnot. So, in February, when it becomes official, there's not a lot of brand new kind of news. It, I imagine maybe one shakeup. Maybe you lose Idaho State and you don't have an FCS team. <laughs> Guess what? I want Idaho State on that schedule. I want a game that you know is going to win. Like, Connecticut is one. Uh, you know, Fresno State, you'd think, would be one. Maybe San Jose State. The rest of those games... Uh, those are at Michigan. I know Utah won by sixteen at Michigan. That's still a game. That's sure. going there like Texas this year.
0: We need to emphasize that this is win. not official. We we are speculating based off of comments from the Columbia Tribune and from Bronco Mendenhall that there is still some shifting. The Missouri AD, rather Mike Alden, uh, not the Tribune. But
1: yeah, it sounds like it, it sounds, sounds like, like something there's another else. Another going, game is going to happen. If there is not
0: whatever, the schedule's great. Yeah, I can guarantee you this much. If there is any college football expert out there that questions BYU's strength of schedule next year, I'm pretty sure no one, Bronco no Mendenhall will. and Tom Homo will fly to their house and have some words with them no. on their front porch. People
1: thought East Carolina's schedule was notable this year. They played Virginia Tech, South Carolina, and North Carolina. All three of those teams have... <clears throat> That's, it's not that. I mean, sure. they play in the American, no, so now there's they, no question. they play some decent games right in conference or whatever.
0: No question. And but Bronco, there's no
1: ranked teams in the AC now.
0: Bronco Mendenhall also talked about that with me yesterday.
4: The key now is uh, there, there is no argument and there's no place for anyone to look at the schedule and say, well, if you're only a Power 5, you'd be playing these teams. We're, we are playing them, and we're playing them um, in really unique locations, and we're playing maybe a more diverse group of teams and maybe a more difficult group of teams than most uh, programs are playing and so now it's just to continue to recruit to and coach the level necessary to win those games against those teams to keep elevating our program there is no he
0: expects to win 10 games regardless of who's on the schedule regardless of who's injured who's playing quarterback but it's going to be really tough next year but i love and we'll
1: break that down for eight months i love that byu is taking on the challenge
0: yeah. Yeah, we will break that down for eight months.
1: Would you rather go 10-2 and two against OK competition or 8-4, n- and 9-3, and three, but you have a notable win or two? Some great wins. Yeah, you want some great wins. I'd rather do both. I'd rather go undefeated and beat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on. That's, that's what they're going to try to do. Yeah. It's really difficult to
1: do, as we have seen this year. Please shatter, shatter the expectations. Great. Yes. That'd be do fantastic. It.
0: You know what? Just because we haven't done it for a while and with Missouri being added to the schedule. Uh, You know what? Go ahead and roll it, Aaron. Countdown to Arrowhead.
1: One year away from today. It is back. (laughs) You're right. Let's not do that. But I was looking at the 2015 schedule, Spencer. Okay. I noticed a familiar foe. Don't go there. Countdown (laughs) to Connecticut. (laughs) 323. (laughs) We're only 323 days away from playing Connecticut again. (laughs) You're right, let's not do that. <laughs>
0: uh, what is your bold prediction for That's this great. huge BYU sports weekend? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's
3: Twitter time.
0: At PW enter 1019. Kyle Collinsworth with 20 points.
1: Wow. Football
0: team wins <sighs> by big.
1: five touchdowns. That is more likely. Honestly, yeah. it is. Oh yeah. BYU's what a 26, 26 point, point favorite. favorite at this point. 12 point favorite in hoops I believe today. Wow. Twenty points would be a lot. I don't know that KC is going to play that much. <laughs> By the way, we should share this. Um, Nate Austin will play in tonight's game. Really? There, and that's there live is. audio that's from the Marriott Center. <laughs>
0: Rexasaurus Rex. i Nate
1: Austin chiming in. Yeah, that's good. He's a good rebounder. I don't know if they'll start him or not. I would imagine limited minutes with that back injury in the preseason. But that's a, that's good for BYU. They need boards. Kyle Collinsworth and Nate Austin were two and three. In the WCC and rebounding. Really good rebounders.
0: Kyle Collinsworth is back from an ACL injury.
1: 8.1 and 7.9 a game. At TX
0: Colonel says, Stu's, Christian Stewart's, backup gets to play. That's his bold prediction.
1: We believe that's McCoy Hill. Is McCoy Hill, Hill, Hill going to take is a that snap? really the answer? Savannah State, you better believe we're going to see that.
0: <laughs> At Cougar fan, Tyler Haas breaks Jimmer's scoring record tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, you heard really? right. By okay. the way, we got a, a little something in store there. Yeah, you're just watch the whole or listen
0: to the whole show. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, David Nixon talks about why he accepts next year's football schedule wholeheartedly. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Do it live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation.
1: Tonight, men's basketball is on BYU TV, seven Eastern Time. Long Beach State and the Cougars. Long Beach State two years ago went to the NCAA tournament. Last year, fifteen uh, and seventeen, but they returned uh, two dudes that averaged about fifteen a game.
0: They went to That's the, the NIT. matchup for the first game. They went to the NIT with a losing record last year, and you think, how in the world does that happen? Did they, they win played, the regular season
1: championship or something? They played a. Gauntlet of a schedule last year. Because the NIT, if you win the regular season, you get an auto bid if you don't win the, your tournament to the NIT.
0: I think they were just rewarded for I don't playing know if that a happened crazy, them. ridiculous schedule to go to the NIT.
1: The NIT cared about that. Their RPI was high. Anyway, 7, East, 7 Eastern tonight. Watch BYU. I, I think a lot of people were excited to watch that game because, one, it's the new season, but two, how does Kyle Collinsworth look? How does Nate Austin look? We found out he's going to play tonight from a, back from a back injury. Is, what's BYU's starting lineup? I mean, there are questions about BYU's projected starting lineup in the game notes. That's not official or anything, but it gives us an idea, I guess is Josh Sharp at the 4, Luke Worthington at the 5. We'll see you tonight.
0: Immediately following BYU and Long Beach State men's basketball, 13th-ranked BYU women's volleyball will host San Diego on Jen Hampson Senior Night. Jen Jen Hampson will join us in studio in just a little bit. Also, NCAA tournament soccer, BYU and Colorado on the Pac-12 Network tomorrow at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain. That's just like three things in a wild weekend for BYU, including... A blackout football game. What is your bold prediction for this huge BYU Sports Weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll start there with our good friend, David Nixon. And, yeah, I'm pulling out the English accent once again, David. What's your bold prediction for this huge BYU Sports Weekend?
1: BYU sweeps it all and dominates. Just put it that way. Okay. Win for everyone. We failed to mention women's basketball opens up with a tough non-conference game at South Dakota State.
2: Yeah, it's always a tough one on the road there. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they get get a win there.
1: What do you What do you think from the Jack, What do you think the Jackrabbits will bring tonight? Oh, stop, that, yeah, stop. I'm just kidding. Breaking down the film,
2: I think uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> David just Nixon, a- no that, idea. That'll be
1: on Afr Tuesday. Breaking down the uh, women's basketball. The Jackrabbits and the, the Jackrabbits. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. All right, David, it's the blackout tomorrow. BYU has a chance to get bowl eligible and. Do it for a 10th consecutive season. There have been varied opinions on what that means for the program and for BYU. And, you know, we're, we're so used to going to bowl games. Should we appreciate the fact that BYU is going to a bowl game, and we, we think they will, for a 10th consecutive year more than we're giving it its due credit?
2: 100%. I, believe me, I was part of the 2003 team where we had incredible talent, but we somehow managed not to get to a bowl game. And uh it, it's it's tough to end your season, you know, with the last game of the season and, and knowing. Well, at that point, we didn't know. Even if we would have won, beat Utah in 2003, we still wouldn't have gone to a bowl game. I think we we're, you know, four game, four and eight or something. But um I think BYU fans have definitely started to take it for granted. I mean, bowl games are special, and, and you look at it, you know, only the top teams get to, to get, get to participate in those bowl games. So, uh, no doubt, becoming bowl eligible, even though once again the season hasn't been what I think all BYU fans hoped it would be. Uh, it's still obviously impressive to, to be one of those top teams that's invited to go to a bowl game.
1: And there's some rich storylines in this game. Obviously, uh, Blake Decker, a return missionary, uh, who tried to make BYU's team twice uh, in '09 and '13, and didn't. I want to read a quote and then get your reaction to this. He said, "I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some personal relevance there. That there wasn't a little fire and added motivation after walking out of the coach's office, telling me I was never going to play there." That's BYU has these kinds of stories because it's a program that has some history.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, hey, if, if I was in Blake Decker's shoes, I, I would think the same thing. I mean, um, if, if you've been told you can't do something and then you go to another university and show and demonstrate that you can to get another crack at the team that originally told you couldn't, I mean, man, I don't think there's any more added, added motivation there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see where he's coming from. But uh, you're right, BYU – you hear these stories, you know, all the time. You hear about BYU losing kids to, to other universities that wanted to come to BYU, but you got to remember per class each year. You only have, you know, approximately, you know, give or take a few twenty kids that can that can come in on a, on, a, on a certain recruiting class. And and people ask, well, why didn't you get that D tackle or that star wide receiver? Well, because BYU was loaded at that position maybe that year, and and they they really couldn't take on another receiver. It just didn't fall with the numbers. They needed maybe more D linemen because they're very thin, or. You know, and then you, of course you throw in the whole missionary program and guys coming and going and having to juggle bow. So, um, you know, you look, you look at Blake Decker and and, and just as far as just walking on things like that, they just apparently at the time probably didn't need a quarterback. They had enough depth, and uh, you know, it is what it was. But uh, no doubt, it's tough because uh, you know he's obviously gone on and thrown for over twenty four hundred yards this season, and um, you know, thrown you know for ten touchdowns. He's obviously very capable, and so it's tough when you see kids like that go to the universities and kind of have that. Of Morrison the fact that man, maybe we shouldn't have, you know, man. I guess it'd be more sellers' remorse and the fact that you shouldn't have let him go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, just, you gotta take your team, what, what you've got, and, and the card you've been dealt, and, and, and go forward with them.
0: Facts: Christian Stewart greater than Blake Decker. I'm just gonna say that. David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation with this former BYU linebacker spent four years in the NFL as well. David, let's talk about alternate uniforms. Uh, it's become this crazy trend within major college football. Now BYU will wear the blackout uniforms tomorrow. What is your favorite uniform combination for the BYU Cougars right now?
2: Man, you know, put aside all the records that come along with each you know uniform combo, Royal. and, and <laughs> I know all the all the downside. I I, I personally I like the white on white. That's that's okay. my oh. gig. You know the. Listen, the royal blue—it's hard to go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if I, I feel like if you using go royal blue, they should go with the actual throwback jerseys. You know, be, Nike still <laughs> kind of keeps. Yeah, go Nike, <laughs> Nike kind of keeps keeps the jerseys like the you know the current uh, Nike fabric and everything. Go with the actual throwback ones, then then you got something special. Here's the um, issue with
1: that—they're too loose. Like today, yeah. they're like uber tight. Like okay, so so like maybe him a shirt You could
2: you can tie them you could tie them up a little bit. But, <laughs> but I'm saying that the same designs and I yeah. don't know. You, yeah. you can make it work. No, but but uh, listen, I, you you know people who listen to the B uh, V pre and post game show, countdown um, kind of the kickoff, know where I'm coming from on this one. Brian Kill and I were in Broncos' office, literally weekly, trying to convince him to at least go you know blue on blue for a home game or, or white on white or whatever. Um, and we never, ever got him to even budge. He's, he's, every every time, he would, he'd refer to tradition, spirit, and honor and say, not a chance. And so to see these guys having, like, different combo uni- uniforms, like, almost every week, like, looking almost like Oregon, uh, it, it, it makes kill, and I think our stomachs Because we, we just, you know, if we could have had that, our swag factor would have been out the roof.
1: Here's here's the issue. You did not write an open letter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Had you the written truth, an David? open letter? You would have had everyone's attention.
2: <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. I think the open letters is obviously becoming a trend. So, so maybe we'll, uh, you know, maybe we should start that trend earlier. I guess.
0: <laughs> David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation previewing UNLV. They're, the Cougars are a twenty-six point favorite. David, what do you expect tomorrow in the blackout game that could become a whiteout game because snows in the forecast?
2: <laughs> True statement. No, it's good. yeah, it's gonna be chilly. Um, but, uh, obviously, BYU is used to that, that type of weather and, and things. But when you go to the game, I, you know, I think if you were to, say, BOE be a 26-point favorite you know maybe three weeks ago, I think yeah, a lot of people might question it. But I think BYU coming off the, the dominant defensive performance that they had, against guess, Mel-Texy state, I, I think the, this, this team's got a lot of confidence, so not only defensively but offensively. When, when you're an offensive unit, you see your defense performing the way they did in that game, getting multiple 3 outs and getting stops, um, creating turnovers. Man, it's exciting for, for both sides of the ball. And so, uh, like I said, three or four weeks ago, I, I would, I would almost, you know, take ULV on the, uh, on the under, um, for the fact that, uh, you know, 26 points, I, I didn't know if BYU could, could really open that big of a margin, but I, 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 like that. I like that spread. I think BYU could, could cover that. And, um, you know, once again, this defense can play the way they did against Militancy State. I think they have a great shot at coming out there. and, And, uh, you know, getting that ball back in the offense uh, offense hands and and letting them create. So, um, you know, I'm just excited. I think think more guys will come back from injury. I think this is a good week to to heal uh, for this last, you know, three, four-game stretch. Um, And I'm excited to kind of see what product they bring out there on the field tomorrow.
1: There's a 40% chance of precipitation, 10-mile-an-hour winds, maybe snow, maybe rain. Does that change BYU's game plan at all? I know BYU wants to pass it a lot with Christian Stewart. Does that change anything?
2: You know, a little bit. I, I I think the the weather factor is always more of a game-time decision, right? I mean, I think you can anticipate stuff, but you never know if it's if it's going to start falling in the second quarter, third quarter. So it's one of those things that's an in-game adjustment that, man, it's dumping. We we, we need to hand it off more, you know, whatever it may be. Um, sometimes the snow is falling, but it's not sticking, you know. And, and so it's one of those things you kind of have to fill out during the game. But I think prior to the game, there's no reason to really get caught up in it because obviously those conditions can change within, uh, you know, minutes. But, uh, you know, as players – he, he obviously can't stress about it either. It's, it's just one of those things you anticipate it, knowing it might come. It's going to be cold, um, but you uh, obviously got a job to do, and you go out there and play ball. But um, you know, I, once again, I, I think these guys are excited to be back home. Uh, once again, coming off a great performance, come off a bye where they're healthy, uh, and uh, to kind of go out there and, and show what this kind of revamped and and renewed team looks like. And once again, hopefully have a strong fitness here throughout the stretch.
0: They certainly want to create a winning culture heading into next year's schedule. And I'm going to quote your tweet from yesterday, David. You said this, the BYU schedule next season is the exact reason why the Y went independent. Nebraska, Michigan, UCLA, and Mizzou. I accept. What was your initial reaction to BYU adding Missouri to an already tough schedule?
2: Man, I was stoked. I, I mean, you, you throw on an SEC team. I mean, you look at the different conferences is playing next year. I mean, you, you've got Big Ten. Um, you've obviously still got the Mountain West. Um, Pac-12, and American. Pac-12. Pac-12 Pac- you, you really touch base on all the conferences across the country. and. Uh, I, I love the way you going out there, and you, if you go look at the standings in the, in the SEC, I think a lot of people think, "Oh, it's just Mizzou." No, Mizzou's Mizzou's the top-rated team in the East in the SEC East right now. Yeah, um, and so they're not playing a slouchy SEC team. This is this is the top team in the East, and you know, with teams of like Georgia and Florida, I mean, they're the top guys right now. So I don't know if we will be that way towards the end of the season, but that's currently how it stands. So I think it's a great matchup, and and uh, you know, to play to play an SEC team, I mean, that's something that a lot of teams here in the West can't say. A lot of them tend to, to, you know, get some cupcake schedules and then play within their conference. So, I like what BYU is doing. I like it a lot. And, you know, I've already when I tweet that out, I got a lot of responses from, from people across the country saying, yeah, I live here in Indiana and I get to see BYU three four games this year. And I think the fans really appreciate the outreach that, that Tom Homo and, and uh, this BYU program is trying to, trying to get and kind of getting outside of the western side of the country and, and really get more exposure back east and, and in the Midwest. So, um, I like the matchup. I, think, I like BYU's chances and like I said, as a player, man, I mean, this is you know far beyond better than going to Laramie or to uh, Albuquerque. This is this is I mean, or even Fort Collins. I mean, this this is what college football is all about. You get to go play in big venues, and of course, you know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, when is it going to translate to to home games? We saw that last year at Texas. Texas came back and paid paid back the visit. Um and these teams here we'll will hear in the future, but once again that's scheduling independence. You you've got to pay your dues at the beginning to get the big names on your schedule and then of course they'll be be all paid back later. So um I, I love it and, and I believe me, I, if I had my choice I would have definitely picked that type of schedule over uh the Mount conference schedule any day of the week.
1: Now we explored in the trending topic uh some comments from Uh, The Missouri uh, associate athletic director and a comment from Bronco to Spencer alluding to the possibility of one more game switched for BYU. Uh, If if BYU added someone decent, someone I I don't even know, like let's say it's Cincinnati or above, would it be too much for next year's schedule? Is there a point where you get diminishing returns with that schedule, David? I You know, I, I have problem. to agree. I, I, I
2: thought about it. I, I think there is. I think there's a point where you have to balance your schedule, and, and all of a sudden throw all these big, big dogs on. And I mean, that, that's the battle is week in week out. You're facing these guys that do have the you know Big 12 or Pac 12 depth. And, and BYU is an opinion. You're still gaining that depth, right? Um, I, I think through independence, BYU's recruiting has improved, um, but it, it's still trying to improve and get up to that level. I mean, you saw what happened with Utah when they first went into the, the Pac 12. Struggle the first few years, and finally, that depth I think is catching up for them. Uh, and you're seeing the results on the field. I think the same thing as the BYU once, once they start going independent and, and they start getting more recruits throughout the country, that depth is still building. And so, to, to throw a heavy schedule on next year and, and maybe change one more, maybe one of the easier games for BYU for more difficult, it's a good question. I mean, we saw we've seen this year with injuries uh, what can happen. You know, when you do play, we had a heavy first part of the schedule when we we're playing, you know, big teams like Virginia and Texas. Um, you know, and even Connecticut, not not so much, but you know, or Houston. But uh, we had some, some big time guys where a lot of guys went down because you are facing bigger, faster guys, and so your body is, it has, is more prone to get banged up. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, at the same time, it's tough as a fan to sit there and say, "No, I don't." I wouldn't want a tougher schedule because, right? It's, yeah, it, it's bring it on. It's fun to watch it. But I remember, I remember my senior year. Um, Coach Reynolds, we were sitting there working out, and uh, it was towards the end of my senior year, and and we were looking forward to the next year. I was going to be gone, but that was the year they were going to play Oklahoma in the first game. And uh, and I remember Coach Reynolds was just—he's kind of scared. He goes, "Look, first game of the year against Oklahoma. I mean, there's a chance we get a lot of guys banged up, and man, we still got 11 games after that to worry about. Uh, and it's—I think it's a real worry amongst coaches um, because there, there's no doubt that when you play those big-time opponents, you're playing bigger, bigger guys and uh, more athletic guys, and there's, you're obviously then more prone to get injured. And, and, um, you know, so that's what the BYU has to be cautious with. And the schedule is what it is now. But to keep loading on, yeah, you might have to uh, proceed with a little bit more of caution.
0: David Nixon, you can watch him live tomorrow on Countdown to kickoff as BYU gets ready for UNLV at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain. The Cougs and Rebs kick off at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. David, thanks for the time.
2: All right, guys. Take care.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ice. Well, I talked to Bronco Mendenhall yesterday, and he told me some really good things. BYU football all-access, including what he thinks about Missouri and what BYU could potentially do with the most dynamic schedule in program history. This is BYU Sports Nation.
4: This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to
0: BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUsportsNation.com.
1: Tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff is live on BYU TV. Watch BYU in the all-black uniforms. Warm up for UNLV at 6 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU TV. Resetting
0: today's trending topics, the 2015 BYU football schedule, we believe, has one more shakeup. And we get that from comments that Bronco Mendenhall made to me yesterday, and some people higher on the higher up of from the
1: University of Missouri. Like it seems the, like BYU has one more change. If there's not, whatever. It's fantastic. It's, it's enough. <laughs> it's good. If there's <laughs> another one, it might be too much. That's a great problem to have,
0: though. Doubleheader on BYU TV tonight: men's basketball against Long Beach State nine. 9- 9, sorry, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Women's Volleyball, but, 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain.
1: Okay, the reason Long Beach State, that game is at 5 Mountain in the Marriott Center, Long Beach State is playing San Francisco tomorrow in the Pyramid at 4 p.m. So I imagine they'll get out tonight and then go play again tomorrow, home game. Weird. Long Beach State has another gauntlet of a schedule this year, too. They're, they're not no afraid, afraid of anybody. No one breaks down
0: Long Beach State hopes, you. like BYU Mark Sports Mark Pope Nation. joined us yesterday, and he said they're not afraid of playing anybody. And they it with BYU tonight. Basketball is back, and it's fantastic. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance to talk with Bronco Mendenhall on a number of different s- subjects regarding BYU sports, football, and the approaching schedule with Missouri. Bronco Mendenhall, part of BYU football. All access goes now. Hey, Bronco, UNLV Ready? game week. Let's start with this. I talked to Bobby Houck yesterday, mm. and we uh, talked about uh, your friendship that developed in northern Arizona. And... Uh, we we brought up the fact that you look a little bit like each other. Some people said that that the doppelganger effect is there. And he (laughs) said, look, while Bronco can coach me into the ground, I am way better looking than you. What is your response to that?
4: (laughs) Well, um, I I think that Bobby might be better looking for those that um, are maybe aesthetically challenged (laughs) in terms of what their point of view is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know, um, sometimes just for self-image, you have to say those things to make yourself feel good. So I think that's probably what Bobby's doing.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I'll
4: play along just to try to help <laughs> him out.
0: Now let's talk about the scheduling news that has all of BYU Sports Nation really excited. At Missouri in 2015, they have a return game set for 2020. What does adding Missouri to next year's schedule mean to the future of BYU football?
4: It's just the next step. When when the entire schedule is announced. Um, It will be the most dynamic and most difficult um, schedule that BYU's ever taken on from beginning to end, and um, that's our intent. Um, While we are independent, it's not to lose ground. It's to gain ground, and um, this um, targets another uh, game in November that um, will be helpful in terms of getting more balance in our schedule, not only front end but back end.
0: When you look at the schedule next year, is did you think that it would happen this quickly within independence that you would be able to go in four or five years to, to that schedule with two Big Ten teams, a Pac-12 team, and an SEC team?
4: That, that was our hope. Um, and the, the key now is uh, there. there is no argument and there's no place for anyone to look at the schedule and say, well, if you're only a Power Five, you'd be playing these teams. We're, we are playing them, and we're playing them. Um, in really unique locations, and we're playing maybe a more diverse group of teams and maybe a more difficult group of teams than most uh, programs are playing. And so now it's just to continue to recruit to and coach the level necessary to win those games against those teams to keep elevating our program.
0: Well, Even the group of five teams that you look at next year coming into Provo, East Carolina and Cincinnati and Boise State, Those are not bottom-dweller teams.
4: So that's the idea. Um, When you look at East Carolina's season, when you look at Cincinnati's history, um, and now you add Boise as well, which is a a great game. And then um, we've moved Utah State to the last game of the season, which is there's a lot of intrigue there, and Utah State's program is growing and expanding and improving. And so, yeah, our intent wasn't to then – really have any easy games. And so the group of five, it's who are the best group of five teams that we can find, as well as the power five. And that gives us um, really where every game is meaningful um, in terms of maybe uh, national recognition, but also um, a gauge of where our program is.
0: Back to the Bronco versus Bobby conversation. Mm -hmm. We'll let the fans determine (laughs) what they think in terms of who the better-looking guy is. But your your teams are going to go out and compete at LaBelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday In the blackout game, chance of snow. Uh, What does your team think about uh, the first real inclement weather situation, uh, but a home game wearing the black uniforms? Yeah, I
4: I think this generation, the uniforms are probably what they like most. Um, Certainly the snow is just part of being in Utah and playing here. Um, They want to play football, and they want to play it better and improved from what we have been doing, and they were really encouraged by Middle Tennessee and the way our program and our team played collectively. They want to expand and grow from that, and I'd like to see them do that, and I'd like to see them do it at home.
0: Michael Alisa told us that the legs were a little bit slow at Tennessee and that the bye week was was much needed. And if that the legs were slow at Tennessee and you had a, a week off and you're home against UNLV, that would all point to a, a fresh BYU team. How is your team health-wise?
4: Um, we're, we're gaining some ground. Um, again, with the number of injuries we've had, um, you can't expect it just to now be like the beginning of the year. Uh, but Alani Fua um, and Algie Brown will now be back with us. And so those we haven't had Alani for five weeks, and so it'll be nice to have um, an experienced player and a playmaker um, that's already been demonstrated for this past couple of years in his career to be with us, and so we're looking forward to having
1: him. Had a
0: couple of uh, notable ESPN guys, namely Trevor Maddich, say what Christian Stewart has done has been borderline heroic. <laughs> because the win-loss record isn't there for Christian, that's obviously dampered what he's done, but but you look at it from a different light. Yeah. How do you see Christian Stewart and what he it, has done?
4: He's given us a, a great chance in every game that he's been the quarterback, and that's um, that's all I could have asked for him. He's optimistic. He's a fierce competitor. He's throwing the ball with accuracy and for yardage, and and so really my challenge to the team when Christian became our quarterback is the 21 others of you that are um, significant starters and key members of this team, um, I'd like to see your game elevate to match um, what Christian is doing. And if that happens and when that happens, and I saw signs of it at Middle Tennessee, then that could be a nice finish to the season.
0: You can get bowl eligible for a 10th consecutive season. There are less than 10% of the FBS teams that can lay claim to that statement. What would getting bowl eligible on Saturday for a 10th year mean to you and to BYU?
4: Man, um, it's hard. Um, it's hard to win and it's hard to win consistently and it's hard to win enough games to go to a bowl game and then it's hard to win those games and we've done that for nine years and um, I think it would be uh, I think it would be a remarkable feat for our program for ten years straight and it's something that I think deserves as much attention and credit um, and acknowledgement that anyone could possibly give when you put that span together because it's consistency is hard in college football, and we are gaining consistency. My focus now after saying all that is to try to play really well against UNLV, and then we'll focus on the next one, and we'll focus on the next one, and then we'll talk about postseason, but I I would really like a strong finish to this year for not only Christian, but for the rest of our team, and and that uh, that would be Empowering and feel good.
0: Uh, for the record, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with this number, but 30 G5 teams and 30 P5 teams scheduled in future schedules for a total of 60. That's pretty good.
4: It is pretty good, and um, we're uh, we're not being passive uh, about the future of the program, and we're not being passive on a, a daily basis. Matching up and adjusting to whatever the circumstances come as we go is is what my job is, and um, I'm comfortable and really pleased with the consistency and performance over 10 years, um, and now looking for more. Okay, we
0: appreciate the update. And uh, what, are, what are you wearing on Saturday, Coach?
4: I don't know. Not sure. you got to
0: impress the fans, right, if this is a competition between you and Bobby Hall. Huh?
4: Well, you know, um, I think Bobby might think it's a competition. I'm just going <laughs> to focus on seeing if we can play well.
0: <laughs> That's
4: a fair answer. Thanks, All right. Bronco. Thank you.
0: BYU football coach Bronco Mendenhall on UNLV getting ready for the blackout. And probably most importantly, the future schedule. I mean, he and he expects to win ten games regardless. That's amazing. BYU gonna, wins ten games next year on that schedule.
1: The biggest challenge BYU's ever had on a schedule, but that's the fun part. David Nixon's right. You like the challenge. I just wonder if it's too much at some point. Go play some people. Yep. Up
0: next. The greatest individual female athlete in BYU athletic history joins us in studio, Jen Hampson, up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It's a Friday, and this is how we do it in
1: Radio Vision. Doubleheader tonight on BYU TV, seven Eastern Time men's hoops against Long Beach State, and then right after that, Senior night for the women's volleyball team, 9.30 Eastern time. BYU in San Diego. The Toreros defeated BYU in San Diego in five, so a little payback in order for the Cougars.
0: What bold prediction, what is your bold prediction for this huge BYU sports weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I predict a sweep by BYU women's volleyball tonight. That's a good one. Against San Diego. Pretty good team but it's senior night at the Smithfield House. It's really up
1: to a group of individuals, but I think there's one person that kind of has a lot of say in that, and it's Jen Hampson who's here with us now. Jen, a little payback for San Diego after what happened in San Diego?
3: Uh, we're definitely excited about this game, you know. <laughs> well,
1: that, that's such a PC answer. That is such a great answer from a seasoned veteran. We're definitely excited. <laughs> yeah, We know what you're really thinking
0: back there. Revenge! But we can we can say that over the mic. Jen Hampson, see, you've had senior night before in basketball, now in volleyball. What are your emotions as this is the technically the second go-around for you?
3: <laughs> uh, basketball is a little different because I knew it wasn't quite over my career here at BYU. And so I'm really excited for, I don't know, this game and, yeah, play for my teammates.
1: It's your fifth year at BYU athletically. You spent four, you know, playing both sports and redshirted, you know, volleyball to play basketball and whatnot. What what's that been like this year? Where it's like, okay, this actually is my last year of athletics at BYU.
3: Uh, it's been fun. You know, it's been kind of different because I don't play basketball at all now, and so at all, like nothing, like nothing. Yeah, it's all Never going play. to volleyball all my Church time. Church ball, you're not like, yeah,
1: we're gonna <laughs> win steak. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I try not to. <laughs> so yeah, it's all going to volleyball, and it's been great and so fun, and we're doing well this year.
1: Did it take a while to kind of get back into the swing of things? Pun intended.
3: Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, I lost a lot of my timing and a few things, but yeah, I've worked hard and my teammates have helped me and then we got back into it.
0: This team has gone to the Sweet 16 uh each of the last two years. You were an All-American in 2012 when uh you went to the Sweet 16 for the first time with Sean Olmstead. You play basketball, he gets them there by beating Hawaii last year and now this year. With the the expectation level where it is, what is the the pinnacle goal for BYU women's volleyball this year? <laughs>
3: I'm not sure. We, we, don't have, we have some goals, though, obviously, but what we want to focus on is just doing our best and getting as far as we can in the tournament and you know, taking it kind of one game at a time. It's really worked for us to focus just one game at a time, so that's what we're going to do.
1: We saw this with the football team. There comes a point where maybe the pressure to be something else is too much, uh, but is there, a, is there a realistic goal where you're like, you know what, we went to the Sweet 16 without you, Jen Hampson. Now we add you. We think we can get to that at least.
3: Yeah, we definitely want to get there or farther, but like I said, you know, one game at a time is our focus.
1: So. And, and one go. set at a time. One set
0: Tonight. one point at a time. <laughs> one point. One serve at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hampson, BYU senior volleyball star, all-American basketball and volleyball player with us on BYU Sports Nation. So you're leaving BYU, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, probably as the most distinguished, take accomplished – out Takeout probably. No, the most distinguished, accomplished female athlete to ever wear a BYU uniform. No doubt. What does that mean to you?
3: Um, honestly, it's just, uh, it's a credit to everyone involved in my athletics, honestly. Like, I, can't, I couldn't have done it without support from academics, support from my coaches and administration, and honestly, it's just contribute to this program here.
1: I've heard the story several times of you know you were a gymnast growing up and whatnot and you were when did you quit gymnastics and and you know go okay I'm gonna play basketball and volleyball.
3: Uh, I quit gymnastics in ninth grade.
1: So in the, that that far in. you were oh wow. yeah wow. I tall? wasn't
3: good but <laughs> I played. A,
1: did you have a friend that did it like uh-huh. what, okay?
3: Yeah, I had a neighborhood best friend and mm-hmm. we just did it together. So I had a hard time letting go of the friendships I had there, not necessarily the sport. So yeah. Well, did that
0: help you? I mean, I know that this maybe this is a stretch, but being involved in gymnastics that long did it did it allow you to excel as a, as an athlete in high school in any way?
3: I think it helped me a lot. It helped me like, coordination and strength, and honestly, learning discipline because that sport is not easy. And so I don't know, it just helped. I think
1: there have been some good athletes from the high school you went to, Pleasant Grove. Uh, um, one we know, Zach Brady. He was a high, he was a quarterback. Preston Hadley. Uh, There have been some guys that have gone to other schools like Stanford and whatnot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brian Sampson here. Who's the greatest athlete ever from Pleasant Grove High School?
3: Oh, I don't know.
1: You need to say yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who's better than you?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of people better than me, but I don't know. I really don't know.
0: You had the opportunity to film a commercial with us for (laughs) BYU Sports Nation. I want you to tell everyone what that experience was like. And I want you to be dead on. Was it horrible? Was it annoying? How was that commercial experience for you?
3: It was awesome. <laughs> oh,
0: I love the intonation well, right there. What was awesome about it?
3: You know, just hanging out with you guys. its great.
1: Okay. Damn. Got to play some fake video games. All-American yeah. all answer right there as well. Yeah, some fake video games. Part, yeah, part of that commercial is you playing so a video great. game. And it was like, you don't play video games. No, I tried. But that's okay. You acted. You did well. You, you're you a dual-task All-American. A dual-sport yeah, <laughs> yeah, dual exactly. All-American, which is fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm excited about um, the, the prospect of what happens, not only w- with you in volleyball this season, but next year, just seeing what happens with you.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you needed most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. So... We, uh, Live TV is th- awesome. Thinking about the prospect of Jennifer Hampson never playing a sport at BYU, can, there was some serious tears shed, and so
1: we had great, to cover gratefully that. we just <laughs> we had, had, to, to, we had to, to cut the program. We just had to go to break. <laughs> go to break. To, uh, that, to that's, save us that's, all from embarrassment. That's called a blackout. <laughs> you know what time it is, dude? I do. It's time for the Cougar
3: whip Around
1: Football. The Cougars come back off the bye week to face the UNLV Rebels. Boop. On Saturday, tomorrow, the game will be broadcast on ESPNU at 7 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff at 6 Eastern time. Men's basketball.
0: The men's basketball team opens its season tonight hosting yeah. Long
1: Beach State Live 7 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's volleyball. It's a doubleheader. Senior night for the ladies at 9.30 Eastern time after the men's basketball game as BYU hosts San Diego, who beat BYU in San Diego. It's live on BYU and BYU Radio. It's tournament time.
0: Tomorrow, the women's soccer team plays Colorado in frigid Boulder in the first round of the NCAA tournament live on the Pac-12 Network. You can watch at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time kickoff.
1: Cross-country. Regionals are in Albuquerque, starting at 2 Eastern for the women and men. Check out results on GoLobos.com. oh no, say it right, dude. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout. Jesse Shouts, Pinkman, what up? Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when
0: you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm going to give it to Jennifer Hampson okay. as the greatest individual female athlete to ever play at BYU. Goat.
1: Greatest of all time.
0: I'm telling you. Two sports. Dual All-American. Yeah. How many people could say that? A handful, maybe? Yeah, that's really impressive. Jan Hampson, well-deserved on the Rise and Shout. We have the newest epic addition to BYU Sports Nation, and it deals with Tyler Hawes and what he is running down. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 656 points away. From passing Jimmer Fredette, Tyler Haas begins his senior season tonight against Long Beach State.
1: We're going to do this before every game and after every game. It's going to be awesome. 6.56 is what T. Haas needs to pass his Jimmerness.
0: We figured it's about 20, like 21 points per game through the regular yeah, season. Jerem's going to do the math. Do this. Again. Is it
1: 31 it, regular season games? Yes. Okay, 21.2. i was right. 21.2. 21.2 to if... That would be uh, passing Jimmer. And that's not tying Jimmer. That's passing Jimmer in the last regular season game against Gonzaga. Oh, what's your bold prediction for this big? Huge, enormous. BYU Sports Weekend
0: at Big D. Dan Eleven says, My bold prediction would be that BYU Sports Nation, the Oracle, makes an appearance to preview the I'd Miami Beach guy. Bowl
1: next Monday. Thanks to David Nixon, Bronco Menon Hall, Jen ha- He lives. Jennifer Hampson and everyone on our crew. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation.
0: The show on demand on BYU Sports and on BYU slash BYUSN. For Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Tim McTyre. Hoops We're back tonight. on Monday in
1: Radio Vision. 7 Eastern Hoops, baby.